0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are in the world, welcome back to The Caring Economy with me, Toby Usnick. Today's guest is my friend, really, I would say my sister. She is like the sister I never had. I call her hermana. It's Paloma Cresedo de Mufaric. She is a scholar and an expert in pre-Columbian art. Paloma today teaches both pre-Hispanic and colonial art at the architectural department at the University of Lima in Peru. She received her degree in History of the Art at the Universidad Complutense in Madrid and specialized in Latin American and Caribbean studies and in muse- museology at New York University. Welcome to the Caring Economy, Paloma.
1: Thank you, <laughs> Thank you, Toby. I'm so glad to be here.
0: <laughs> we go way back, and we'll talk about that this afternoon. Um, but I want to start by saying that, uh, first of all, thank you. Gracias. Um, <laughs> You really are dear to me, but I've always, uh, for many reasons, been impressed by you um, as a scholar, as a well-traveled, very informed, passionate person, someone who I would describe as purposeful, purposeful in your life and in your career. And to that end, I wanna share with our, if you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners, Paloma, a little bit about your career journey. How did a young girl from Madrid become such a preeminent scholar (laughs) in pre-Columbian civilizations? And please tell our listeners about your pink suitcase when you met George on that date <laughs> way back when. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I met the Dr. Junior Bird in Madrid. I was, uh, I was you know, uh, a, a young student. I was only 22 years old or something. I met Junior Bird at the Museum, American Museum in Madrid. So I was thinking to go to New York and do some pictures in America or something. And uh, so when I I, I heard that Junius Burr was in the museum, I asked the director of the museum, uh, "Please, can I speak with Dr. Junius Burr? Because I need a Fulbright uh, grant. I need somebody to sign my Fulbright grant." <laughs> so I I was really incredible. So I went to Junius,
0: yeah. and Junius so said, "Very <laughs> but So our listeners understand you had been uh, you had been offered a a very prestigious Fulbright grant to come to the United States and study, but you need a yeah, yeah. sponsor, so to speak, and Junius Berg, who was a preeminent yeah. archeologist at that time at the American yeah. Natural History Museum, you cold called, you basically just <laughs> said-
1: <laughs> You know, when I went to the Fulbright grant, somebody asked me, how do you meet Dr. Junius Berg? Because nobody met before, it was the first time that Junius signed a grant. Wow. I said, I don't know, I asked him if I, if it's possible to work with him in New York? And he say, okay, yes, they come with me. So it was very simple. So anyway, so I went to New York and uh, everybody say, what are you doing here? Because I was so young and everybody in the department and natural history Museum and anthropology department was, you know, all people. And uh, he said, I don't know, I'm working with Dr. Junior, but I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. So Junior asked me what I want to do to PhD. I was doing my PhD and I said, I don't know, what do you think? What I can do, he say, uh, why don't you study the metal, gold metal from Peru? I say, okay, I will. So, this
0: so is the Colombian so gold metal.
1: The Colombian gold metal. So I start to work. Uh, he teach me everything. He was really, he was really a stud. He was incredible. He he was, you know, he was the number one in textile, Colombian textiles, and mm-hmm. in metals too. And, Colombians, especially from Peru, no? So it's is the, the way I start to study Peru and for Colombian cultures and uh, through union. So it was it was so so lucky because <laughs> I think it, it, nobody <laughs> everybody said what what are you doing here? I mean with union, how did you get to get here? I, said, I yep. don't know. <laughs> so
0: I think so. for our listeners, it's important to point out that um because many Americans wouldn't know Junius Bird necessarily, but he was, some say that the character of Indiana Jones was modeled after him. Yeah, yeah. He was this really quite forward-thinking scholar who was an adventurer as well, right?
1: Yeah, of course, of course, he was He was really something. If you ask, uh, I don't know, you ask, for, for example, I don't know, John Pillsbury, the Metropolitan Museum, people that really know something about Junius, he was really something, he was, uh, he was a person, That's a character, really.
0: Yeah. So, so what, but anyway, what, I learned a lot with him. Really. What was it like to work with him? Here, you are a young girl coming from Spain.
1: I I, could, I mean, in that time, I really don't realize everything. No, the people tell me, "What are you doing here? How, how do you get to get here?" I mean, for me, that's very really normal. And Juniors, uh, I was like uh, her daughter. Really, was very nice with me, and Peggy, uh, his wife too, and uh, so we had really a wonderful time. I met. Every every people that are read in the books. <laughs> said, oh my God! I met a lot of these the scholars at the Scholar,
0: museum. the collectors,
1: and, all and of them. Uh, so. But really, I learned a lot because he in that time there were many many fakes and things like that. So I learned about everything fakes and uh, um, everything everything I can tell you about. So anyway. So Junior told me, well, if you want to learn about uh, metal, you have to go to Peru. So um, next year, when I met Junior, the, the next year I went to Peru. And, um, and when I was in Peru with Dr. Sumishimada, he, he, was, he was a teacher at uh, Harvard at that time, or Princeton, I don't remember. So I met Dr. Sumishimada, and uh, I joined his uh, team and uh, I went to Peru with, with all the team, the Simadas team. And uh, we went to up at the north, Grande, where it's a very famous site with many tombs and a uh, very important site. Mm-hmm. So I did my research there, and uh, my doctoral thesis about all, the, all this area, no?
0: And that was, what year was that? It was
1: 1982.
0: So here you are, 1982, going with this world famous set of scholars to do an archaeological dig in northern Peru. And as I recall, that's not only where you met the lovely George, who's since passed, but a wonderful friend to us and husband to you. And you were, according to his story, you had bright pink suitcases.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't know (laughs) juniors told me, oh, you're going to Peru. Yeah, you have to take, you have, to have something really bright because you have to know if somebody wants to take your bags and everything, you must know exactly where they are. And so I went to the 14th street with all the Puerto Rican in, in New York. I say, what do you have really bright, bright, bright? Like I can tell from two kilometers. Or so. so they give me a... Uh, These uh, uh packets, I mean backpacks. uh pink or pink. So I went to Peru with all my pink <laughs> packet and everything I was really sleeping back, and everything was pink, pink, pink. I was very really funny. And um, with all this thing, I met my, my husband there in Peru I I, met my husband. I said, This girl, where this girl come from? Because I went with Mifiorucci Fiorucci leather
0: <laughs> jacket.
1: jacket <laughs> mean, me. And
0: George <laughs> is like, Who is this, this <laughs> <laughs> vision?
1: They <laughs> say, Where are you coming from? They say, From New York. <laughs> no, no, they from Madrid, from Madrid, no, Madrid, not New York, New York. They're <laughs> from New York. So, we <laughs> funny, not very funny. And um, so, we're really nice.
0: And then you met George, and that, the rest is history. So, Paloma, uh, tell, um, so uh, as a scholar, can you give our, our listeners just sort of a brief lesson in pre Columbian civilization? Uh, it's essentially from before Columbus arrived, so basically pre 1492,
1: right? See, <laughs> see, right now I think it was my English. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, um, well, it's from three thousand more or less five hundred to Inca times. So it's very, very, very long time. The problem is everybody, everybody speak about Incas, so mm-hmm. they only recognize Incas, but Incas were, you know, 150 years. I mean, it was nothing, 150 years. I mean, the really very short time, the Inca time. I'm
0: sorry, is that 150 BC or AD?
1: AD, the 400. More, I mean, more recent, no. More recent, 14,
0: 1430
1: to or 14, or 13 to 1450. 1460
0: i mean
1: 14 1400 some years, some years some of, no yeah. so 120 so really really uh, almost 200 years so but you have before you have many 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 civilization very important civilization but everybody everybody knows inca you say the inca was the last the last the last the last culture and uh you have many culture before the incas very important and um, in metals, for example metals, the the, the moche culture, the the, the the chavin so there are many, many cultures and uh um and the incas were good, but they, they took everything from the other cultures. I mean, they came
0: before. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, so you had um you specialized in gold metals?
1: In gold, in gold, yes, in gold. In God, especially in fakes. <laughs> Not in God, in God.
0: <laughs> Covering fakes, yeah, yeah. Because the in work God. that you and juniors and others work with, they they're now in the museums, in the Metropolitan Museum, and, and other institutions around the world, and private collections, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah. When well, for my study, I went to all private collection, very important private collection in, in, in the States, in Europe and in Peru. In Peru too. Mm-hmm. So I have to take many, many, many gold objects, no, mm-hmm. and uh, so.
0: And in the in the um, in the golden era, obviously gold was used. But what other characteristics would you describe of the golden era? For um,
1: the golden era, well, in Peru, for example, in Peru, because different in Colombia or Ecuador, in Peru, uh, the hammering, they use hammering, and you can you can make. Beautiful pieces, very high pieces, very very large pieces because for a hammering, and uh, and the the join is always very very sophisticated, and uh, and the gold is not always with the same color. The gold could be brighter, could be yellow or red gold, or yellow gold, or white mm-hmm. gold, and uh, and they mean different meanings. And uh, uh, so the gold, uh, I mean, all, everybody thinks that the gold is uh, thinking in gold like uh, the metal, no? but for mm-hmm. Colombian times and the Indian times, the cosmovision around the gold, it's very complicated. I mean, it's not just the gold, are the feathers around the gold, the textiles were just so that, you know, the, the gold, the, the gold mm-hmm. sheets and everything. So everything is the cosmovision, not just the metal, no. And uh, you, you always when when I when I do exhibition about pre uh, colombian gold, I say no, no. You you don't have to exhibit the gold like uh, jewelry, no. You have to exhibit with textiles, mm-hmm. with feathers, with the colors, with the sun, because when you move. The metal makes some some, uh, some sonidos, uh,
0: Shining, uh,
1: And then with the with the with the sun in the metal is different. So it's, it's many many things around the metal, not just the metal like a jewelry. You no, know? it's just with the feathers, with the color, with the textiles, with the movement, you no, know? because on the sun um, they make some sun. So everything, you no. Know? And it's, it's difficult to for you know uh, European people or understand all the cosmovision of the metal. No, because always they see the metal like metal, not not like uh, the cosmovision around the metal the metals. Yes.
0: You know? so, so, so is um it, uh, in that uh, the creation of these objects with the textiles with the gold. Um, what I'm suspecting from having read your one of your books is that it was really um, a spiritual exercise, right? You were exactly. trying to communicate with higher spirits and not just simply a vanity thing or fashion.
1: Exactly. This is the question. It's not economic. I mean, it's not value, it's economic. I mean, because. When the Spanish came to America and say if they are looking for the gold, the gold, the silver, the no, the metal, the people say, well, why, why the gold? Because they, they couldn't understand why. Because for them, the gold, you have gold is not because you are richer or you are you have money on everything. No, it's because it's it's the meaning of the metal, no.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, and this is difficult to understand. It was difficult to understand for. And even not right now the people doesn't understand the meaning of the metals no it's, it's, it's incredible because they say always think about how much cost or or what is the, the always they ask me what is the the more spectacular piece you have you say i always say the hands the hands of the people who made this object i mean it's yes. incredible how with stones and you know a very simple uh, tools they make incredible objects. So the more important thing now, the the people, I mean, the hands of the people, no?
0: Really. Paloma, let's talk a little bit about that. The sort of the the pre-Columbian changes when Columbus arrives, right? And so with that arrival, there has been throughout history romanticizing about what that meant that the, the Western folks came in and somehow made things better. But is there now uh, in Peru or in your in your discipline is there a a frank discussion about what really happened to these indigenous people and their cultures that you know is there a movement for example to have works repatriated or restitution of things that were stolen?
1: No, 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 not really. Not Peru, no. But uh, uh, but the history when when you speak with the people or you know. The, I'm doing lecture or whatever. They say, do you understand the history? Because you are uh, you are thinking the people who came to to Peru like here in the in the twenty or 21st century. The people who came to Peru the the sixth, the sixteenth century, you know, they spent in in, in, in in Spain, but this is Spain right now. A seven hundred years uh, fighting against the Muslim And uh, when they came to to, to America, the the priority were the religion because they spent 700 700, uh, years fighting against the Muslims. So you have to understand the history first I understand the people who came here. Um, And many of the people who came here to to, to America, they live in the Muslim territories. And they came when they came here. They were Christian, but with the background Muslim background. So with the with the 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 especially the the archi- architects, but I mean the alarifes, the were called alarifes, no? The the so something really strange. When you came to the the first time, when I came to to Peru, I went to the Cathedral de Lima, the mm-hmm. Cathedral Lima Cathedral, and I saw. Um, decoration of azulejos. Azulejos is a very um, Muslim decoration mm-hmm. and uh, it's impossible to see this decoration in Europe, I mean, in, in Spain or in Portugal, you, you don't see any cathedral azulejos because it's a really Muslim decoration. But you come to the, to America and you see in the Catedral de Lima, Cathedral de Cusco, Azulejos, the, this kind of decoration. And the people think it's very Spanish. It's from Spain, they say, yes, it's from Spain, but it's Muslim.
0: Spanish Muslims, a Muslim. And
1: Muslim man. I say, say, what? Muslim? They go, yes, it's not. Because you if you go to Spain, no one cathedral has Azulejos. I mean, and in Portugal, no one, because it's really Muslim. Man. I mean, you can find in La Mezquita de Córdoba, in Alhambra de Granada, I mean in Muslim architecture. So, so it's very strange that something that in, in Spain, I am really used to seeing like a Muslim decoration or whatever, when you came to America, it's very Spanish. <laughs> so I say, okay, it's Spanish, it's probably Spain, but I mean, the meaning is completely different. No. So what I can say this, that the things when changed from, con- I mean, from, country, continent, uh, I don't know, year or whatever, or I don't know. We have to understand the things, No, I always say, we must understand, not like we understand right now. We have to understand what happened in 1500 or in 1600, That's That's right. uh, what the mentality of the people when came to America, no, so we can say, oh, they are terrible. And why? Because, because sometimes you don't understand your grandfather. I mean, you are speaking with your grandfather, you can understand you can imagine you know, 500 years ago the mentality of these people no? so it, this is when I teach to the to the student no? you have to understand what happened in this, that moment exactly at the mentality of the people when came to America after 700 years fighting with the Muslim uh, uh, religion and then came here. so when you read the, the, the books, you can uh, the the first chronicles, you know, the people that came here from from the pe- Spain or the Peninsula, wherever, say, las huacas. I mean, the, the, the pre-Columbian architecture, the colhuacas. uh they say mezquitas. They call mezquitas. Mezquitas. Yep. Mezquitas because mezquitas means something that is not Christian, mm-hmm. you no. Know? So they call mezquitas. So. So you have to understand, I always just said, you have to understand first what happened with the people who came here and then understand what was going on here too, no? So to to make an idea that the things, but not, you you cannot say, oh, they were terrible, what they did. No, you have to understand these people. You have to understand the mentality, no?
0: So um, that's really illuminating because we often think of the conquistadors coming to the new world and, subjugating indigenous people but in fact as i understand you um because much of the iberian peninsula was dominated by the muslims for hundreds of years that had a direct impact on those those conquistadors others coming from the iberian peninsula spain to south america
1: that exactly i mean if it, for if the German is were come to, to it was different because, because the Muslim man was knowing German and French on Italy. But yeah. the Muslim man, they, they were in Spain for 700 years. It's a lot. Yeah. A lot.
0: So, um, so you talk about how when you first arrived at these cathedrals in, in Lima, and you're seeing um, Muslim characters portrayed in the Catholic cathedral that could not have been seen in Spain because there was rejection of that Spanish uh, that Muslim. Yes. <laughs> But how did they get? If they had been rejected, how did they get onto the boats and over to the New World? I mean, someone must have. No,
1: because because the people who came here they were from from southern Spain, from Andalusia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and all Andalucia, I mean, you go to Andalusia, all the, the houses and everything they have azulejos. It's very typical from from the southern Spain. So they, they, when they came to, to America, they used the same thing because they, they know how to make azulejos. They, they, they love it and they use it. And the meaning here is not the main meaning that in, 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 in oh,
0: <laughs> so they, they,
1: and the people here love it. They say, oh, it's very nice. Okay, let's do it. Not so everyone, so, because it's different. let I say the same thing in one country when you, you know, cross the sea and you go another continent has
0: another meaning. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again today, today at, on the Caring Economy, we have my, my friend, my, my sister, mi my hermana, Paloma Cresedo de Mufara. She is a scholar and expert in pre columbian art. And she today teaches pre-Hispanic and colonial art in the architecture department at the University of Lima. Um, Paloma, I want to also ask you about a different kind of change in your field, which is that of technology um we talked a little bit a while ago about your uh your first dig in northern peru i (laughs) had the good fortune when i was a junior in high school to work on an archaeological dig in Tours, in france i don't know if we've ever spoken about this
1: no never Um, (laughs) you never told me
0: (laughs) it was um it was a 14th century graveyard that was being quickly excavated because there was going to be construction going in and underneath that were Roman rooms It was fascinating. It was some of the hardest work I've ever done. Yeah,
1: it's very hard, because, yes, because from five in the morning or three in the, I don't know, To, to see, yeah, it's very hard. And yes. the sun and everything, that's very hard.
0: And well, and we would, you know, it was exciting because we were literally excavating graves and there were Roman pins and all kinds of things, but, and skeletons, of course, but, um, Back then, what it was was really old-fashioned: toothbrushes, trowels, shovels. It has the has the profession changed? Is there now? Are there now apps and software and and scanning devices, or is it still kind of the way it was?
1: No, it, it's both both things. You need both because you have to to be really very careful everything. But you need both, and now it's it's, it's, it's easier because you have you know. The scanning and you have your you know your uh, iPad and everything you, can, you know is is it's more uh, um, you know fast is faster you no know, everything no but uh, you need both you need both really and you need time and you need to be really you know very delicate when you are in, in excavation you have to take care of everything and uh, it's the same thing but you have the tools today the tools are very very important and. And they help a lot with, you know, with the results you know, and, and everything, you know? but you need both. You need both. both. I would
0: imagine there are also great databases now that you can tap into to see or search or research previous scholarship and, and digs and the like. Yeah. Um, so tell us about, because uh, the caring economy, we talk about the role of business and society. And I'm quite proud of you. Among uh, met for many things, including being a force in opening up or helping create Peru's first private museum, which obviously took private sector support, not just the state. Um, and it's a beautiful museum. I can remember visiting there with you years ago. And I wonder how how you view the role of business in in society, or at least in in archaeology. Um, and museums, uh, cultural celebrations. Do you expect more business, our businesses in Peru stepping up? It sounds like they did with your museum.
1: Yeah, well, you know, in Peru, it's very, very important in the museum. Why? Because uh, the education is very, it's not very good. I mean, I mean, the the, 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 not the private, but the, how do you say, the, the, the national. They, the, yeah, that's
0: right.
1: State universities. Yeah. So then the museum are really very important for the people to understand their culture because you can't believe it, they, they don't know the culture. I mean, uh, when you go to Europe, you you speak about Romans, Greeks, and, uh, you know, um, the, the Vikings and everything. Everybody knows about or, or Gothic, or Gothic or Romanesque or, or, or everything. But in Peru, the people doesn't know is the you know the the culture are very very poor. I mean, I'm teaching at the university is very one of the more expensive universities in Peru, and uh, when I speak with the the, the, the my students, I say, but do you know what is patrimony? I mean, you know, we have to keep our patrimony and also I say our legacy, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, um, and they don't know. I mean, they never, they are not used to go to the museum. They don't know anything about other cultures. And uh, I say, okay, the museum, are important in yes, because it's, it's, it's something that the people when go to the museum understand their culture, because they don't have, they don't teach, they don't teach well about the, the, the Pre-Columbian cultures in Peru. I mean, it's incredible. You have ninety uh, percent of the museum in Peru are archaeological or pre-Columbian museums. Mm-hmm. But you ask anybody, any, in, you go to the street and say, "What is the Chavin culture, or what do you mean with the Moche culture?" They don't. They, they have no idea. Mm-hmm. I mean. I don't understand what is going on. I say, why you, we have 19% of the mission Peru, for Colombian mission, and the people, the people in, in the street, you ask for any Peruvian culture, you have no idea. Do ask, wow. do you know what is the Paracas culture? Do you know what is the Nazca culture? They have no idea. Wow. So mm-hmm. I don't know what is what happened with with the with the with the with the student. I don't know what happened with the you know. But uh, we have to do something to the museum because the people have to go to the museum to understand the, well, what they are. I mean, and because if you don't understand what you are or where does you come from, how are you going to face the future? I mean, I said, how are you want to face, face the, well, our future? if you don't, know, you don't know anything about the past. I mean, I, I have no idea. So I think the museum are very really important right now to, not only, not only the archaeological museum, every museum about you know the the the, 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 the everything about the textile. We don't have a textile museum. The textile museum. The, the textile in Peru for, comes from you know very very long data, and we don't have any textile museum. We don't have a contemporary museum. So we need to do something about the culture in Peru. I mean. I, I have been working in, in, in culture in Peru and from the Ministry of Culture. I work in the municipalidad, the Lima, many, many, many places.
0: Mm. And always
1: I see the same thing. We need more education. Mm. We need more that uh, in, 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 in in the in the colegios, I mean in the, colegios, in the schools, the, yes. in the schools mm. you have to learn about Humanities. You have to explain about your own culture. You have to that that the children have to go to the museum, not just see one guaco, one ceramic, another ceramic. No, to understand where, how, how is the 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 history behind you know the the the, the pre-Columbian and the and the and the republica and the colonial time. Not only the pre-Columbian. I mean, you have to know everything. No, because. uh,
0: So you know your true place in history as a, exactly, as a, as a, as
1: a but, but that's say how are you want to face the future if you don't know anything about the past. I mean, I, I can understand. I mean, it's impossible. Sometimes when my children were really young, uh, they then came home and I say Mama, they they in, in the school they said that the Spanish take all the gold and uh and, and so they say this I mean, this is not a history <laughs> so what kind of history is that i mean you have to teach can, no yeah. no you have to teach the history what happened in, in 1500 the people who came here and and what we did from you know from the the the, the 19th century to right now i mean 200 years and what we did in these 200 years no so so we have to to look at ourselves, no, so we so have to look at ourselves and say what are we are doing. But no? so I think see. the education, the more important thing for me, is the education. Mm. And Peru needs a lot of education. The problem we have, political problem we have right now, is because the people uh, believe everything that everybody say. I said they don't have. Uh, Crit, I mean mentalidad crítica they have you
0: to Critical examination exactly. of what
1: exactly yeah. I said to the students say every everybody everything you find in Google is not true. I mean you have to, <laughs> <Wikipedia>. <laughs> you have to think I mean you have to see you have to read different different uh, People, different these different things. I mean, you have to to have a mental yeah. critic,
0: I mean, a critical hard. thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not unique to Peru. I think we have that challenge around the world. But I take your point that some communities, some countries have more um, facilities and faculties to instruct young people's minds. Um, mm-hmm. But what about business? Are are there certain um, companies or banks or? Yeah. Uh, foundations in peru that are really with you and yeah. in investing in education and,
1: and yeah yeah, yeah. I, I the banks for example interbank is a bank that uh, has schools now they're taking you know the, the private private uh, private banks or or, mm-hmm. or industry or whatever they are yeah because it's a problem right now because you want to hire people you need that people you know with the that exact uh, education. So if this if is from the government, they can not do it. I mean, you have to do something. I mean, everybody has to do something. Yeah. No, is is little or it is big. I mean, whatever, but you have to do something for education.
0: education. I know your I know your daughter and son, and they are awesome, and they have done well professionally. And I think that you and God bless George. I think you really raised two lovely children who have become really great citizens and and do think with a critical eye, but also with empathy, with a real sort of heart.
1: This is very important, the empathy. You, you must know, I mean, this country, Peru, Colombia, they are very really difficult countries. And, uh, and you must know the people, you have to know the country, you have to know the needs, you have to know, I mean, you have to have empathy with the people because sometimes it's, um, they don't know how to, to say things, or you must, I say you must know your own country. It's incredible, but uh, in Lima, for example, there are people, students, have a student, they, they don't know just Lima and Miami. I say no. I say you you must know your own country. You you must know your own city. <laughs> I mean, you have to go everywhere and know the the the, the, the needs of the city. No, is. Um, it's something that uh, but you know the parents the parents has to to they have a very important role too the parents the parents mm-hmm. have to educate the, the their child and mm-hmm. say okay if you are in a in a position good position you must understand what is going on in another areas of the of the people of the country no you must know mm-hmm. understand that they are doing no the people they are doing but we need more we need more we need mm-hmm. more
0: no well, I'm going to give you, uh, you a shameless plug for your book, I, uh, for our listeners. I mean, your book, uh, one of your books, Inca, The Origin and Mysteries of the Civilization of Gold, it examines that force of, of the symbols and pre-Columbian artworks, and it gives readers a real understanding of the spirituality of these ancient peoples. But I also think that you and George and your kids have have also channeled that yourselves, right? It's, it's, I know it's so we so grieved the loss of George last year but wow does he live on that laugh that smile and I see the Everybody
1: joy. It, the smile and the,
0: the laugh, The <laughs> laugh. The
1: laugh.
0: He's <laughs> with us now and I think I, I'd like to think that your book is a not only a celebration of that that Incan culture um the spirituality but it is that uh, perhaps a guidebook for the young Peruvians that you're talking about to see their own, with pride, their own history, their own culture and tap into something that's more than just a shiny object, exactly. literally and figuratively. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, yeah. Hermana, thank
0: you so much for joining us here today on bueno. The Digital Economy. You get the last word, la última palabra.
1: última palabra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to practice more my English, really. So, I mean, next time. <laughs> but uh no well uh, education i always think that education is very very important i love i love teaching i love teaching and and i always i mean um, i work with the government and, and many different things but but i love teaching Speak with the students see the worries you no know, understand what is going on in this this country is very 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 difficult to understand because it's completely different the, the, you know the coast for the highlands or the jungle it's, it's a very mm-hmm. complicated country and you must know um, and, and, but this wonderful country and um, and education the education is i think it's the only thing that's going to save um, America, Latina, Latin America is the case. I think so. It's very Um,
0: important. I so agree with you. And thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you. Big hugs Uh, to the kids uh, and your beautiful uh,
0: granddaughter. (laughs) (laughs) Hasta la próxima, (laughs) hermana. Hasta
1: la próxima en castellano. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. Thank you.